is Briefcase Radio Workshop. My name is Omar Mohammed, helping you improve the progressive business and in life. Briefcase Radio Workshop, we're here every Wednesday from 5 to 5.30, providing you with resources to help your business, help you as an entrepreneur as well. Uh, past episodes of Briefcase Radio Workshop can be heard on improveandprogress.com. That's improveandprogress.com. We're also on Facebook, as you can see, for those that are in Facebook land, and IG at Improve Progress. Uh, so I'm super excited. I'm always super excited about the, the co-host that we bring on to Briefcase Radio Workshop. Uh, but before we bring him on, I just want to say, just like we do every week, uh, if you are selling something, if you are buying something, we want to keep e-commerce going, commerce going, I should say. So put it in the comments section. Uh, if you are buying something, what are you buying? If you are selling something, what are you selling? And for those individuals uh, that are women-owned, uh, you're primarily doing business in Baltimore City, the Baltimore metropolitan area. And if you need some assistance, uh, you can uh, just go on to edacmorgan.com's website. There's a form that you can uh, fill out and someone will reach out to you and that's no cost to you. Uh, we're also working with a professor in New York and doing some research on how COVID has impacted the life of an entrepreneur. Um, if you're interested in participating in that, go to the website edacmorgan.com. So without further ado, we are going to introduce our co-host and he's joining us by phone. Uh, we have Steven Umberger. He is the district director, Baltimore district director uh, for the Small Business Administration. Steve, are you there? I am here, Omar. Thank you. All right, good, good deal. Well, we, we're gonna get you talking some more uh, about what the SBA is. Well, let, let's just really start there. You know, often, I mean, really, since the probably mid March, you know, most of us, you I mean, of course, you and I are familiar with what the SBA is. Uh, there are some individuals who re really probably found out about the SBA during this this COVID challenge that we're having. So let's start with that. You know, tell us, you know, what is the SBA and what do you all do? And thank you for being okay. on, by the way. I know you have a busy schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's been a while. We have uh, done the briefcase show in the past, but um, it's glad to be here. Not necessarily under the circumstances that we're all under, but a little bit about SBA, the U.S. Small Business Administration. Of course, SBA, the acronym, we've got 200 and some acronyms, so that's the one you want to remember. Um, we're located on 100 South Charles when we're in the office at the Bank of America building, but our main main um, goal or our mission is to help young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small businesses that are existing um, start, grow, and expand their business. We offer services like uh, loan guarantees. We work with all the local lenders to support loans that they make to give access to capital to um, business folks, small business folks. We provide services to help you do business with the federal government through government certifications. Um, and we fund and support local resource partners, one being the Small Business Development Center Network throughout Maryland, the other being SCORE, 
Um, the acronym stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's been around for a number of years. Uh, many are currently employed individuals that have done well and have been very successful and give back their time. So they're not necessarily retired, but they are very successful business people that are, you know, giving back to the community, giving back to where they came from and and supporting the efforts. The other um, entity that we support is the Women Business Center. And I'm super excited to now be partnering with Morgan State University, where we are establishing, or you are establishing with our help, a new women business center focused on women entrepreneurs and they provide much the same um, services as SCORE and, and the SBDC do with counseling, training, and mentoring um, guidance and associations. So Morgan State, that's going to be awesome. We look forward to working with you a lot closer. We have over the years uh, in support of the EDAC um, been there when you asked us to come and been there when you needed us. But now we really, with this formal partnership in place, are looking forward to uh, a much closer relationship and and reaching further into the underserved markets that we need and address the concerns of uh, minority, the minority small business community. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it uh, as well. Uh, so this has been some tough, you know, since March leading even now. You know, it's been tough for small businesses. I mean, some of them have been impacted tremendously. Some may not even come back. Uh, but for those who are resilient and, you know, want to stay involved in entrepreneurship, you know, what resources does the SBA have in direct proportion to, to what has happened because of COVID-19? Well, we have some additional resources that have been provided through the CARES Act, mm -hmm. but let me just remind or refresh or just let everybody know that all the SBA programs that existed prior to COVID-19 remain intact. Mm -hmm. So we have a 7A guarantee program, it's called, which provides access to capital mm -hmm. through the support of, of the federal government through your conventional lenders. We have a 504 loan program, which is more focused on commercial real estate, acquisition, expansion, uh, large capital equipment. We have SCORE, we have SBDC, we now have the Women Business Center. So all that remains in, intact. Uh, what the CARES Act legislation uh, signed by the president had provided to us was additional funding for our Office of Disaster Assistance, and whether you've heard or not, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL, I go with the acronym again, um, was expanded and a new program was created, the Paycheck Protection Program. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's go into, I call it P3. <laughs> I mean, there's so many acronyms that the federal government uses. So Paycheck Protection program. So I know a lot of small businesses have been calling me, reaching out to me in regards to where's that money from the SBA? Where's that paycheck protection program? So Steve, you could just talk about that. And for those that are on Facebook land, if you have any questions for uh, Steve at the SBA, please put them in the uh, comment section and we'll get right to them. So tell us, tell us about the PPP or the P3. 
Yeah, and Omar, I just have to comment on your uh, P3. I like the way you think. Um, <laughs> that was the most the way I can remember way. it, Steve. <laughs> I tried to use it; it didn't stick. So we're kind of with go. It's going with the PPP program for whatever. <laughs> uh, but the whole basis of this program was to get people back to work. You know, with the with the um, COVID nineteen and the stay at home orders and the scare. And you know, we have to be safe. We have to keep distant. Um, many businesses were. Um, in dire straits right from the get-go. What do we do? What do we do? So Congress came through with this um, proposal. They put originally over $300 billion into it, and subsequently they added another $300 billion roughly and created a loan program to put capital into the hands of the small business owners so that they could retain their employees, continue to pay them, and if they couldn't for one reason or another bring on additional, you know, new employees. But the whole thing was to retain employees and get people back to work, get them on the payroll. So the loan officer offers the small business, the borrower, a forgiveness option for a certain period or portion of the loan, uh, provided that at least 60% of the loan is spent on payroll. So this was a new flexibility that was just actually signed into law last week. I don't want to confuse anybody with the numbers, but it was a higher percentage previously. Now it's at 60%, which is much more attractive. And it is also extended from an eight-week period to a 24-week period, the period for eligible forgiveness. It gets a little technical, and most questions are going to be like case-by-case basis. But if you think about a small business that got a loan in early April that was restricted to eight weeks of payroll that they could have forgiven. They're coming up on that eight-week period now. Mm-hmm. Congress was made aware and took took it to heart that companies needed more time right. so they could stretch that eight weeks out. So they came back and said, okay, 24 weeks, which puts you down into the um, the winter and it just extends the recovery time and extends the forgiveness time so that if, in fact, the employees come back, the business can then have that debt written off. Um, so at least 60% for payroll, 40%, the remaining 40% can be used for things like rent, utilities, and other working capital-related expenses. And... Um, some more things about the loan. Well, it's a, it's a bank loan actually with an SBA guarantee. So you go to your lender, um, any balance that remains after forgiveness period converts to a, up to a five-year loan at a 1% uh, interest rate. And again, you should first start with your bank of account. If you're still interested, there's $140 billion remaining in the program. There are over 450 lenders that have done deals in Maryland. Just about every lender that's located here in Maryland is a PPP lender, as well as many other out-of-state banks and several fintech companies. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay, I I didn't realize that. All right, so is there a list that people can go on? Is, Is there a list on your website people can look at these banks? Uh, to see if they yeah, 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 there is. Thanks for reminding me. Um, 
the fintechs in particular, and there's actually a new lender of fintech that's um, branched into um, the Baltimore area, Lendistry, L-E-N-D-I-S-T-R-Y. Yeah, but read them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I met with them months ago. They, You can find them on the city website. They have an ad. I believe it's an advertisement or however they work that. But anyway, if you go to www.sba.gov slash md and scroll down to probably the bottom third of the page on the right-hand side, you'll find PPP lenders in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Click on that. You're going to get the full list. At the bottom of the list is the uh, are the fintech companies listed, mm -hmm. and there's at least a dozen of them there. Right. So Lending Tree, Intuit, yep. uh, some of the others. All right. So, yeah, we, we're on the same page. I was going to say for those who are not familiar with fintech companies, you know, you just mentioned some of the ones that people are probably familiar with. Now, is PayPal part of, part of this? Because I know they have some loans that are going out. Say that again. Who is it? It's PayPal. PayPal, are they part of uh, making loans? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's Good deal. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, noise or news in the marketplace about the PPP or the P3 program and some challenges that it has had. Let's talk about some of the successes that have uh, come about. Um, yeah, let's talk about some of the successes because that's what this show is about. It's about resources and talking about, you know, you know, the challenges that entrepreneurs have and how do you overcome that? Um, so any successes that you, you have? I'm sorry, you, it's hard to, can yep. you say oh. that again? Yep, are there any successes that you can talk about? Any um, specific for, uh, successes? Yes. Off the top of my head, I can't really, as far as companies, well, well, even with the, the, the program itself, you know, are there any accomplishments that you could think of? Well, the program itself, as far as, as, far as the number of um, small businesses that have been served, there's been over, and this is nationwide to begin with, but four and a half million small business loans through the PPP have been processed to approval. Wow. So that's four and a half million, five hundred and eleven billion dollars. Mm. So that's big numbers and a lot of businesses that have been helped. In Maryland, a little over seventy four thousand entrepreneurs, small business individuals have received PPP funding for about ten billion dollars. Mm. So if we think of ourselves as one of fifty states, we're receiving our fair share. Right. Um particular cases I, I can't think of off the top of my head. I know we have a few, mm -hmm. um, but we can get back to you with that. All right, good deal. So so speaking of that, so majority of my audience are, are black businesses, and I know there's been a lot of you know, pushback with the SBA as it relates to are you making loan, are um, blacks uh, receiving their fair share of opportunities. Have there been any efforts or changes to the program to really deal with that particular situation? Um, there have. Mm -hmm. 
the initial program came out. It was quick. It was dirty. It came out so fast. Everybody wanted, they figured a way to get the money into the hands of the small business owners. And um, over the top said, you know, $300 billion. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to get it out. And it's made by the lenders. Under round two, under round two that came out uh, right around April 15th, um, there were some changes that were made to focus dollars specifically to certain communities, underserved communities through lenders that serve those communities. So mm -hmm. a large sum of money was focused on community development financial institutions mm -hmm. and minority depository institutions. $30 billion was earmarked for those types of entities, along with credit unions. Now, this is nationwide, not just in Baltimore, right? Or is it just in Baltimore? The oh, this was nationwide. Okay. This was na nationwide. But in Baltimore, we have, I mean, we have two good examples. One is the CDFI is MEQ, mm -hmm. Municipal Employees um, Credit Union. Yep. Mm -hmm. The other good example is Harbor Bank. Mm -hmm. Harbor Bank, the Harbor Bank is both the CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution, and the state's only minority depository institution. And both of those entities, I don't have the numbers mm -hmm. in my hand, but they have been very, very active in the PPP program. Mm -hmm. They are typically focused in the community, in the underserved community, not typically, but they are focused there. So that $30 billion as part of that phone e-mark e for those types of lending institutions with our local partners is getting into the community that we're talking about. Yeah, Har Harbor Bank, we're familiar with Harbor Bank. So for those individuals that are looking for access to capital, Harbor Bank is right there in MeQ um, as well. Um, so we, we do have a question, and I'm not sure if this falls under your uh, particular department, but I'll just mention it and maybe you could direct them, direct them somewhere. So someone is asking okay. about the SBA Mentor-Protege Program, you know, how to get involved with that. Is that something that you, you okay. do, or is it something that has to go to another department? No, 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 that comes with us, but you're going to go to um... – sba.gov slash md and you're going to look on our office directory that's there under the business development division uh -huh. and one two three four five individuals are listed there contact one of them for information on how to they're the experts right. <laughs> good deal all right so so give out give out your you know so that's the, is that the best way to reach out to the SBA at this, this moment through the website or is there emails that people can reach out to? Well, we have a couple, I'll give you some things and um, I think we might be able to, well, we should be able to share them with you if you don't have them already. Um, our office phone 410-962-6195. And although we're all working remotely, there are folks answering those calls and returning messages promptly yeah. every day. I mean, we were 24-7 pretty much for a while, but things have I think quieted I down some. 
<laughs> but you should expect it. I'm sorry. I said, I think a lot of people, you know, working 24 seven, they don't know when to stop. <laughs> um, then I get, a, I get a couple emails. You have, um, for loan questions, MD SBA loan questions, plural, at sba.gov. And there's four people manning that. That goes directly to our office, to the lender relations specialists. Our general office email is Baltimore underscore D as in district O as in office, Baltimore underscore DO at SBA.gov. And like I mentioned, our website has a lot of information. Um, the SBA.gov slash MD. There's an office directory on there when it comes to capital. You're going to look for lender relations specialist contracting. You're going to look for the business development department, counseling and training, scores numbers on there, SBDC's numbers on there. Um, you can follow us at Twitter at SBA underscore Baltimore to keep up to date on things that we post there quite often. So you said SBA Baltimore Twitter? At SBA underscore Baltimore. Got it. All right. Good All right. All right. Any, any final thoughts that you have uh, as it relates to not just, you know, the SBA, just small businesses? I mean, it's like the world is built around small businesses, and there, there's a lot of hiccups that are happening right now. So are there any final thoughts and words of encouragement? Uh, great resources, by the way, that you, you laid out for individuals that are looking to do uh, to stay in business, you know, whether it's a loan or business development. So any, any final thoughts? Well, the only final thoughts I have are, are, let me just start with, you know, you have questions if you're in business or thinking about starting business. So whether COVID-19 or not, um, you have resources. You have my office. You have the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center Network. You have SCORE counselors, and you have the Women Business Centers. All very well-qualified, experienced, you know, great resources. Um, and that's all listed on our website. There's a, You can go to sba.gov. Somebody mentioned the Mentors Protege prog Program. If you're familiar with it, fine, just come to us. If you're not, go there and you start to get familiar with it. See what it is. Now, somebody mentioned it. Somebody else on the call might be curious about it. Go look about it. Teamwork. <laughs> you know, it could be valuable to you. So these resources are all out there. Um, as far as the Paycheck Protection Program, as I mentioned, with $140 billion remaining, Anybody that was on the fence post over the restriction, the eight-week restriction, now it's 24. If you were thinking about it but didn't, for instance, a caterer. A caterer couldn't apply really in May and use the money in eight weeks because they might only had one event in May. They may have only had one in June, but they had to cancel them. But they might have August, September, October things. So 
now that money can be stretched out and still forgiven. That makes it much more attractive to that particular industry. So if you're one of those industries or know somebody that was holding off, you know, now the change is in effect and it's much more attractive and there's money there. So get back into it. If you have any questions, either that website or our phone or our email, let us know. All right, good deal. Well, Steve, really appreciate you coming on board to On Briefcase Radio Workshop. Uh, great resources, and you, you left the audience uh, with resources that they can now you know, reach out to your office as well as the SBA.gov's website. Uh, some great resources on that. I use it a lot when I'm doing entrepreneurial training programs or someone asks me a question, I'm using those as well. So I really appreciate you coming on. Definitely want to get you back you know, as we are, you know, as we transition out of this what I'll call economic and health challenges. So we definitely want to get you back on. Well, thanks, Omar. Great to be here. All right, no problem. So thank you all for tuning in to Briefcase Radio Workshop. Oh, I forgot to mention, so we, we didn't do the Youth Entrepreneurship Conference this, this year live, uh, but we're going to actually do a uh, online version. Uh, for more information, if you have a young person between the age of uh, 10 and 18, uh, we're going to do a youth entrepreneurship conference virtually. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to take place on July the 11th. Uh, more information can be found at eyeforchange.org. That's E-Y-E-F-O-R change.org. Uh, next week, we have, we'll have another uh, dynamic uh, radio workshop. Until then, continue to improve and progress. Peace.